listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Going international again. This is a fun series. I've enjoyed traveling around the world, at least virtually, to some degree, <laughs> talking with wonderful guests, our partners who are serving internationally. Today, we're going to head to the Cayman Islands. This one, I really pushed for us to actually get to go in person, but for some reason, it didn't work out that way. That's very unfortunate. That's so sad. Um, <laughs> we'll need to make arrangements for that. Yes, Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live un Common. Maybe we should schedule that visit for like February. Let's do that. I think that would be a good idea. Yes. Joining us today, the Reverend Dr. Gerald Paul, serving the Lord in the Cayman Islands. Dr. Paul, thanks so much for being our guest today. Hey, great. Thanks for having me. And you're always welcome to come visit. Um, at the moment, the island is still closed to, to international tourists. Uh, however, hopefully it will be open by December. So February is a good time. Very good. Sweet. I'll put that on my calendar. Yes. Sounds like a good plan. <laughs> So, Dr. Paul, tell us about uh, what led up to your service in the Cayman Islands. Uh, tell us about the path to becoming uh, an, an international servant there. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, well, I usually say that the Lord has a sense of humor, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, I just finished my PhD um, uh, at the beginning of 2020 and... and um, I was visiting the seminary in Fort Wayne and, and uh, people from uh, Office of International Mission and the region here. Uh, we started visiting and talking and they recruited me and, and uh, yeah, because they were looking for somebody to serve here uh, because of the situation. And, and when they found out that I have a South African background and, and some of the expat community on the island is South African, so they thought that would be a good fit. And and we're looking into maybe starting a preschool here. And my wife, Heidi, is a preschool teacher. And, and uh, so, um, and then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, well, the Office of International will not issue any calls to missionaries because of COVID, etc. And and so, yeah, we were happy where we were at in, in Montana, and it was no problem, and and uh, and continued to ministry out there. Um, and then we went went on vacation in July, and and on the way home, uh, got a phone call, um, and yeah, we've called you as a missionary to the Cayman Islands. That was a surprise because we didn't expect that at that time. So we had to make a prayerful decision and. Uh, and the Lord led us to be here. So we had to do our fundraising at the end of last year and, and got the green light in December and and um, moved to the Dominican Republic for six weeks or so in January, early February. And then um, beginning of March, we landed here on, in the Cayman Islands. That was quite an ordeal because the islands are closed to the outside and and we had to get permission to travel and and... And yeah, but thankfully we are here and and uh, uh, to serve the people here with word and sacrament and reach out to the people here. Um, because of COVID, there was not a, a, a Lutheran pastor on the island for a whole year. So yeah. people are thankful to receive, you know, the Lord again in his word and sacraments. 
That is that is quite the journey. You you weren't kidding about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from a mountainous uh, Montana to a very flat island with no mountains at all. Mm. Right, right. What was that transition like? Uh, making that transition to the mission field. Any, I guess, any move, any transition is stressful. Uh, sure, it, it is. Um, we had a comfortable life. Um, um, uh, thankfully, our kids are grown, so our youngest is is now uh, in the fall. Will be uh, in her last year of college. So, um, you know, uh, in that sense, it made it a little bit easier. But um, so we had our own home and and, and everything uh, that we needed. And so we, we sold most of our stuff and put some stuff in, in, in storage uh, and, and had to transition to a different uh, country and culture and, and uh, you know, dealing with things not here now with banking uh, like today and things like that is, you know, life was so convenient, so easy in the U.S. Um, here they do things very differently and, and have much longer pro- processes to go through. So, um it's it's an adjustment, but we have lived in different parts of the world before, so um, it's not new to us. It's just you know it 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 takes an adjustment, and I guess the older I guess that you get, the the longer the adjustment takes. Uh, but you know it's it's fun. We enjoy it and and take it as it comes, and and you know and learn through it, and and yeah, hopefully meet new people in the whole process to enable to share the gospel with them. So tell us uh, what you've learned about the community and the culture there. You said things are done differently. Uh, mm-hmm. Share with us some some stories from uh, your, what, four months there in, in the mission field. Um, what you've been learning about the culture, uh, having having grown up in South Africa and then mm-hmm. and living and serving in Montana, I'm sure there were some cultural differences there. Tell oh, us sure. about the culture that you're living in in the Cayman Islands. Yeah, I mean, the Cayman Islands uh, is uh, still a British protectorate. So it was a British col- colony uh, together with Jamaica. was one colony um, in, in 1971. Uh, the British uh, gave them the option to become independent, and Jamaica took it. They became independent, and, and the Cayman Islands at that time didn't have much of an economy yet. Um, so they decided to... to remain uh, under the uh, British protection. Um, so there's a very British influence, but also very much Caribbean, you know, uh, Jamaican influence here too. And and uh, so there's one side is the, the British system of, of doing things and, and traditions, um, like we celebrated the Queen's birthday last week and, and with pomp and circumstance and parades and, and uh, we were invited to the governor's um, lawn and we had some you know, uh, hors d'oeuvres and, and drinks there with the governor. So that was, you know, um, very British thing, you know, uh, to do. Um, how with with the closeness to the United States, uh, the U.S. has, you know, cultural influences here too because everything that is consumed on the island, including building sand, has to be imported. <laughs> so <laughs> so everything, that um, all the um, uh, consumer goods are imported from the U.S., from Florida. So... Um, you, you get that influence, um, and and tourism was very strong here. With COVID, everything is closed down, and the other half of the economy is is financial services. Um, 
So there are 184 banks registered on the island um, with offices here. Um, and, you know, the, the, the accountancy firms and things like that. So financial services are very strong. So you have a kind of two-tiered culture. One is the local culture, the Caymanian culture. And you have also the, the expat community uh, from over 100, 130 countries represented on the island. So is um, is a mixture of those two, and and you know, um, in a sense, uh, it's very Western, so it's easy to navigate. Um, the local people, the Caymanians, are extremely friendly, um, easy to get along with, to talk with, and and uh, uh, the expats. The you know, it's about half and half of the population on the island. Uh, the foreigners that live here, and, and that's kind of the target uh, community that we want to reach out to. Um, they are more closed in, kind of keeping to their own cultural groups in a sense. Um, so it's, it's kind of hard to to get into that, uh, into their you know uh, closer circles. Um, and they are away from home. They come to the island to have fun, to work hard, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, during during uh, work hours, and then have fun the rest of the time. And and being away from home, they you know kind of. Church is not a big priority or a religion at all. Whereas the, the local community, they, um, the, the vast majority of the, the Caymanians think of themselves as Christians. Um, so um, they all, uh, in the older established communities, they are, are local churches, uh, mostly some variety of Church of God or um, a Methodist holiness movements. Um, so um, they might not attend uh, always regularly, but they consider themselves Christian, but they do uh, kind of carry a heavy burden of law, of moralism in, in, in that uh, from those churches. So um, it's, I think it's very important to have a Lutheran presence here, uh, the pure gospel to, to bring them that, that freedom of the gospel, the forgiveness of Christ, Christ is for them. And, and especially those who carry heavy, heavy burden. So, um, yeah, um, getting to know, you know, the culture, new banks and new, you know, we have, you know, drive on the left here. <laughs> so uh, being raised in South Africa, that, that was, you know, uh, an easy adjust- readjustment. Uh, that's no problem at all. Um, we have, I think, one or a couple of traffic lights uh, on the island. The rest are roundabouts. So you have to keep left on the roundabout <laughs> to, to keep the traffic flowing. Um, and it, it's very British, but uh, units of measurement are kind of American, you know, uh, uh, or imperial. Um, so, you know, you have these different cultures having influence uh, on the island. And your, your, your gasoline gas is, is measured in imperial gallons, like in Britain. However, your milk and water is measured in American gallons. So, so all these quirky things, you know. But that's very interesting. It's it's wonderful talking points to 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 you know, when you talk to people, you know, how they're adjusting and, 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 and things like that. Tell us about the uh, the local congregation, the people that that you serve in the congregation at Safe Harbor. Yeah, Safe Harbor Lutheran Church. Um, uh, there's been we, we are the only Lutheran presence on the island and other islands um, uh, has been here for about 20 years uh, on and off and and um, 
started by by faithful Lutherans that uh, wanted to be served by pastors. So it started as with retired pastors coming and and having services, especially the high tourist seasons. And then um, missionaries came. A uh, couple of missionaries um, came, and then and there was a little bit of problem a few years ago, and and uh, a group split off and and formed their own church, but they are no longer Lutheran. Um, but the faithful core group remained faithful. Um, and the last missionary uh, left 2017. So they haven't had a, a permanent pastor since then. They were, you know, uh, it was wonderful that uh, faithful retired pastors from the LCMS came to serve for a month or a couple of months at a time. Um, they were grateful to, to receive the Lord's gifts, but, you know, there's no, no stability, no permanence. Um, they were hesitant to invite people uh, in that sense, you know, although these pastors were faithful. Uh, so we hope to bring a more sense of stability and permanence uh, to the congregation and, and also uh, in order to reach people uh, with the gospel too. And they, we do not have a worship space. So, um, you know, people can keep that in our prayers so we can find a space. We have a, a temporary uh, renting a, a, a conference room in the Chamber of Commerce on the island here, uh, three hours on a Sunday uh, for about $300 a month, uh, a Sunday. Um, um, before COVID, they uh, gathered in, in, the, in a community center uh, locally. Um, and however, once a month, uh, the, that community center was pre-booked, so they you know, they had to find another place to worship. So they usually gathered here, the house that they are renting for us. And and uh, since we came in March, that's where we gathered. Here on the porch, we were a screen-in porch. Uh, we had services here on the porch. And and uh, however, you know, now that summer, it's, it's extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> it's hot and humid here. It's it's uh, 90 degrees and, and 90% humidity. And uh, so we were renting an air conditioning um conference room but our aim uh, goal in our prayer is is to to find a more permanent space uh, if not you know a, a renting a a, um, a building or a, 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 um, a storefront or a place like that um, our ideal of course is is to uh, buy a piece of land and, and and build to suit because um, we do want to uh, start a preschool here and it would be ideal uh, to to have a building built to suit for a preschool and a church um, but that might be in the future because uh, property prices are extremely high uh, on the island um, you know I, there, I think there is a need of, for a preschool and 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 it will help us to 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 make use of the building throughout the week not just on Sundays so you know um, Hopefully, people can support that too. Um, the need for preschool is there because there's a sense, in, um, in a sense, cultural segregation on the island, um, where where the the Caymanians, um, they have free schooling. They have public schools, and and uh, all their uh, school fees, everything is covered by by um, uh, you know, by the government by taxes. Uh, whereas the expats uh, are not allowed to send their kids to the public schools, so they, they have to find private schools. And there are quite a few good uh, private schools on the island, yes. 
um, but they are more children, young children, um, than there is room in in in, in a, especially preschools, a long waiting list. So there is a need for that. And hopefully, you know, we, you know, the RCMS is well known for their school ministries and, and, and Heidi is a good uh, preschool teacher too. And, and uh, so we're hoping to start that, but finding a, uh, an appropriate building or a, a, a room uh, large enough to, to, to host a preschool is, is at the moment, you know, we've been looking regularly here these four months and, and it's, you know, uh, either nothing is available or, you know, we can um, rent 2,000 square foot uh, uh, space downtown for $40 a square foot, which is around $80,000 $80, per month. So I don't think that, that, that is a, that's possible. <laughs> Feeling lightheaded just thinking yeah. <laughs> We're, we're talking with Reverend Dr. Gerald Paul, serving the Lord in the Cayman Islands. We have more to learn about the Lord's work in the Cayman Islands in just a moment. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Today we're learning about the Lord's work in the Cayman Islands. We're talking with the Reverend Dr. Gerald Paul, who serves the Lord there. Uh, before we went to break, you were talking about the, the ways that you've been given to serve and the, the people you get to serve and, and what life is like, what island life <laughs> is like uh, coming from, what, Montana to... Uh, to island life and mentioned it was what 90 degrees and 90 percent humidity those of us in st louis would well would adapt quite well to that we're pretty used to that in the summers here uh, 90 yeah. degrees and 90 percent humidity that's yeah. like a typical july or august <laughs> day in st louis so we could adapt pretty quickly to that i think you need a dce there right to, to do some some broadcasting from the uh the ministry there in the Cayman Islands from Safe Harbor. Oh, yeah. Tell us, <laughs> you were talking about the you know the the wonderful opportunity to serve families, especially uh, those with children. W what has it been like in the time in the the four months that you've been there, just getting to know uh, the members of the congregation? I know that uh, COVID has presented some challenges in terms of uh, meeting in person and and things like that in various parts of the world. Uh, what's it been like getting to know the members of the congregation and the community as well? Yeah, um, with COVID, um, it's hard to get onto the island. But once you're on the island, and once you, you know, we had to do 14-day quarantine uh, when we landed. But once you you are released from quarantine, um, wow, it's it's open. It's um, no masks. You can, you know, no restrictions on gatherings or anything. So, um, you know, we met right away in person and. And we've been doing that every Sunday since, um, and the people appreciate that. So that's been great for us, and getting to know the people, getting to know um, 
the members of the congregation here or, and those who attend and that they, you know, some of them are local, some of them are you know, from different parts of the world, you know, from, from uh, Cuba and, and Honduras and, and uh, uh, Canada and, and the United States and South Africa. And, and so, yeah, it's been good. We had our first baptism this uh, past Sunday. So thanks for God for that. And, um, and, you know, it's a, a couple that that also grew up in South Africa and and had the, the child baptized and I was able to speak some Afrikaans with the family too so that was that was great yeah um, but yeah a very interesting history of the people that that attend here um, uh, yeah uh, history of the island one of the the members um, traces his family history back to the early 1700s when um, when his family came from Honduras, um, here he's you know he has some um, native Honduran uh, background and and he married an American gal and so he became a Lutheran too and and so yeah it's very very interesting here and and how the people before before um, Castro took over Cuba um, how they would travel from the islands to Cuba to to find work because there wasn't any work at, on the islands. Most men left the islands uh, to to uh, to earn a living on on the ocean, fishing or merchant marines and things like that, or went to Cuba to work there. And, and, but once we, uh, Cuba uh, was taken over by by the communists. Um, the, the tourism industry kind of shut down there and, and opened up opportunities um, uh, for tourism here. Uh, so the people returned back here and and uh, uh, brought their families back. And, and some of them, some Lutheran missionaries that worked in Cuba uh, brought the gospel to them too. So they, they were elated to find a, a Lutheran church here on the island and, and, and joined us. So that, that was great. And, and we're looking into reaching out to the Cuban refugee community on the island too. But at the moment, the, the access is, is pretty difficult because um, a couple of weeks ago, some of the uh, Cuban refugees tried to escape the island on a on a uh, cargo ship. So everything is locked down at the moment. So it's kind of tense. Uh, um, but yeah, that's why we're learning Spanish too. Um, uh, it's, uh, uh, three days I have Spanish classes for a couple hours uh, 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 every day, so that's good. It's been going well, and and hopefully we can reach them with with a with the gospel too. How have you seen the Lord providing for um, your family as well as the uh, the people of the Cayman Islands and of Safe Harbor uh, throughout the the four months you've been there? But the, some of those things that that you've seen. Uh, some of the blessings that maybe have come out of the pandemic and, and having to maybe change to the ways that, that, that things are done. Yeah. Um, the Lord's always faithful. Uh, we sometimes have a hard time to see it because we, we tend to be, you know, fallen, sinful and, and selfish human beings. Uh, but, you know, we time and time again, we, we see how the Lord provides, and we are very thankful for that. And and to to, to come here on the island, the people did not have a pastor for um, a whole year. They were not able to meet in person. They they did not have the Lord's supper for over a year. And then the joy we were um, uh, received here, and 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 were able to to give that joy to to these people, uh, Jesus Christ, His body and blood, 
uh, given and shared for them. Uh, and now that to do that every Sunday, that that is great. And so the Lord provides, and and He kept these people, this faithful little group. Uh, um, he kept them going uh, um, with with a promise that you know things will return again, and, and the pastor will be here, and and now we are here, and and the Lord provides for that through His Word and Sacrament, and um, the Lord provides especially to. Uh, People back home in the U.S., uh, faithful Alzheimer's members who who support our mission uh, with their prayers and with with their dollars and uh, to keep us here because you know the people here are so small they they cannot pay they they provide housing for us uh, but you know for us to live here you know it's all supported by uh, faithful uh, members of the LCMS that that support the mission and ministry here and, and we give thanks to God for that. Um, and every time we we are in a bind, uh, the, the Lord helps us out, and and we think we are settling. Um, and like our housing situation has, um, we thought uh, everything is okay. But yesterday the realtor showed up and said the owner of the house that the church is renting is putting it on the market. So um, to, we might have to look for another place to to live. Um, but you know the Lord will provide uh, at the right time. So maybe the new new owner is an investor that lets us live here, continue to live here and rent here, or we find a new place. Um, the congregation did not have a worship space, and and the Lord provided uh, with help uh, from the LCMS, so we can rent um, a, a conference room to to gather in uh, every Sunday morning and and. Uh, and once we grow a little bit larger, hopefully we can find a more permanent space and where we can have weekly meetings or also during the week. So we're all looking into that. And uh, I think, especially my problem is I'm I'm too impatient. <laughs> um, it's hard to wait for the Lord, and and He reminds me to uh, quite often to to wait for Him for the right time, and He will provide and. and and we and, and we we ask the people to keep all this in, in their prayers too, so that uh, the Lord will continue to provide. He is faithful, and and uh, we just you know are here to bring these gifts that the Lord has given us uh, uh, to them uh, and for them. How can we stay up to date on what's happening with Safe Harbor Lutheran Church and the work the Lord has given you in the Cayman Islands? Yeah, you can go to the SMS or uh, the uh, Office of International Mission on the website International Mission and and uh, go there or um, lcms.org slash uh, gerald.paul is more information about us. If you want to uh, subscribe uh, to our monthly newsletter, we are sending it out to our supporters, and but you know, uh, you're most welcome to, to subscribe to that. And uh, just send me an email, uh, uh, gerald.paul at lcms.org. Um, I'd love to to uh, put you on on, on the list. And, and uh, so the next newsletter is coming out pretty soon at, at, at the end of this month. So and um, to read all about things happening here, island life and and uh, life in the congregation itself. And then um, Looks like the government will start opening the island uh, middle September with the eye of completely opening it for the high season of December, January, and February. So you're all welcome to come visit. We had um, had visitors from Minnesota and North Dakota too. So you know anyone is welcome here, even Canadians. 
Canadian <laughs> <laughs> uh, mentioned Canadians because uh, uh, apparently they are have grown into one of the largest expat communities on the island. So yeah, so if there are any Canadians listening and have family or friends moving or to the island or on the island, tell them about us. Our guest today, the Reverend Dr. Gerald Paul, serving the Lord in the Cayman Islands. Dr. Paul, thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Oh, thanks for having me. Appreciate that. Yeah, God's blessings to you. Babe. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Gosset. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.